Oh, the cowboy yelled. But Jared didn't move. He simply stood there. Coward! Still, Jared stood his ground, waiting. He'd learned that it wasn't the man who was fastest who won this sort of fight. It was the man who took his time and placed his shot. Suddenly, the cowboy dug for his revolver. He managed to get it out, and he even got off a shot, but not before Jared's bullet had smashed a bone in his gun arm. The concussion jerked his fingers and set off his pistol as he fell, crying out to the dusty street. The wild bullet hit Jared's leg just above the kneecap, but he didn't fall or cry out. His gaze unwavering from his adversary, he went slowly toward the cowboy's prostrate, groaning form and stood over him, the smoking pistol still held level in his lean hand. His eyes, to the spectators, were frightening in their unblinking blue glitter. Are you finished, or do you want to try again? He asked without a breath of sympathy. His index finger was still on the trigger, the pistol aimed at the downed man. It was evident to everyone that if the cowboy had reached for the pistol lying near his uninjured side, Jared would have sent a second bullet right into the man without hesitation. The white-faced cowboy looked up at death in a business suit. Say, he managed in a rough whisper, don't I know you? I doubt it. The cowboy shuddered at the force of the pain. But I do, he insisted. Ah, I saw you in Dodge. I was in Dodge City back in the early 80s. There was a Texas gunman. Killed another gunman. Never saw his hand move, never even saw it coming, just like now. He was barely conscious as loss of blood weakened him, while around him people were rushing in search of a doctor for the wounded men. A dark-eyed man carrying a medical bag pushed his way through the crowd. He looked from Dunn's bleeding leg to the red-splattered arm of the cowboy on the ground. It's 1902, he informed Dunn. We're supposed to be civilized now. Put that damn thing away. Dunn reholstered the gun with a smooth spin that wasn't lost on the physician, but he didn't back down. Shattered his gun arm, didn't you? He examined the cowboy and nodded to two of his companions. Get him to my office. He turned and looked pointedly at the lawyer's bleeding leg, around which he was calmly tying a white handkerchief that quickly turned red. You can come along, too. I thought you were a lawyer. I am. Not the way you handle that gun, can you walk? I'm only shot, not killed, Jared said curtly. His blue eyes met the other man's, still cold from the confrontation. I've been shot before. A lawyer should expect to be. Ah, an anarchist, I presume. The doctor was motioning to the cowboy's friends, somewhat subdued now to bring him along. No, I'm not an anarchist, the doctor replied. But I don't believe a handful of men should own the world. Believe it or not, neither do I. Jared walked on his own, even when a sympathetic bystander offered him a hand. He looked neither right nor left, following the doctor and the victim into the office. It amused him when the man's friends quickly withdrew into the waiting room with nervous glances in his direction. Over the years, that reaction had become familiar. When he'd left Texas to practice law in New York ten years ago, he'd thought that the days of cold steel and hot lead were over forever. But most of his cases took him west.
and the frontier might be closed these days, but there were plenty of men around who grew up in wild times and still thought a gun was the way to settle a dispute. Shootings even occurred in such civilized places as Fort Worth, because he read about them in the local paper his grandmother sent to him in New York. There was an ordinance against weapons there in Fort Worth, but apparently few people obeyed it, despite the city's large police force. Here in Terrell, the sheriff wanted to be re-elected, so he didn't encourage unpopular gun control ordinances. Such a lawman wouldn't have been tolerated back in Texas. Jared sat down heavily in a chair while the doctor worked on the wounded cowboy, with some assistance from a younger man who worked with him. His mind was on the case, not his wound. He'd learned in his wild young days to ignore pain. He was thirty-six now, and the lesson had stood him in good stead. He'd been tricked into thinking that the landowner was...